0: Thanks for joining us. You're listening to The Muster on Hakanui with Andy Muir until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Catching up with Eric Roy, part of our political panel that we do weekly here on The Muster. These days are uh, Southland Farmer up in the Fiordland Basin. Eric, good afternoon. Welcome to The Muster once again.
1: Yeah, good to be back. Uh, Happy New Year. I guess it's not too late to say that, <laughs> is it? We haven't said
0: it. It's a contentious issue, that, that one. But...
1: Rain. You could see some of that Auckland rain down to Tiana. Not all of it, but just a shower would be good.
0: I think the majority of the province would like some. It's um, definitely, by the sounds of it, Eric, it's a couple of weeks earlier than what we experienced last year. But, um, yeah, there's a wee shower here on Friday here in Gore. How widespread, I'm not too sure. we got about five, six mils out of it, but it soon evaporates in the heat.
1: Yeah, no, we got two and a half here, so, uh, yeah. But anyway, it is what it is, and you just feel a bit sorry for those people that have faced quite a bit of loss in that Auckland area. That looks a bit tragic, really.
0: Absolutely. Eric, we're going to touch on Chris Hopkins, our new Prime Minister-elect for New Zealand as of last week. It's an intriguing process how it's all gone through and it all occurred so quickly. But the thing that intrigues me is the way that Jacinda Ardern, no-one talks about her in the media anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yesterday's person. And I think she knows that she's got to pull her head in and give Chris... Uh, the opportunity that he's going to need if he is going to turn things around. I think in terms of a leadership change, it's one of the least messy from either side that we've had for a while, although the uh, John Key Bill English one was pretty tidy. But Australia's uh, the Australians call it a spill when there's a challenge and it all goes and the secret letters and meetings and smoke-filled rooms and all that stuff. Um, I, I, there may have been some, well, euphemistically smoke-filled rooms because the fact that there was only one one person came through. And one of the things about this Labour caucus is that it is very factionalised. It's they've got a Labour caucus, a, a Maori caucus, and a gay caucus, and an Auckland caucus, and a List caucus. And um, I'm not sure <coughs> that up until the change of leadership that. <laughs> That, that that's that gone all that smoothly. There's a few rumours about some of those caucuses saying to Jacinda when she said, I'm going to um, have a cabinet reshuffle. They said, you will not be emoting any of our people. And, and there's a pretty strong rumour that that's when she felt she didn't have it in her tank to face that down. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But what has happened is a very clean and tidy shift as far as Labour's concerned. The fascinating thing for me is why Jacinda has to leave in April, and is there something else that she's going to be doing then? For me, um, when you when you stand for an election in your electorate, that's a three-year contract with your people, and she doesn't actually need to be uh, in the house. They've got the numbers, and they've they, they've guided this so that um, they don't have to have a by-election. So. To some extent, that's just abandoning her electorate, which I, I've got a few issues with. Uh, but anyway, we'll have to see why she has to leave in April. Is there something else out there that's attracting her, or did she just not want to face the carnage that's likely against her reputation?
0: Or is there something else that the general wider public doesn't know about, Eric? And um, because while it was bloodless, what occurred within the Labour Party caucus, at the same time the way it's just happened, the way it has, you've got to wonder if there's something else to the side that we'll never know about.
1: Well, I think we will know about it if there is a reason that she's leaving at that time. And I, look, I, you know, it's an interesting thing. I think the similarities between her and Logie, who was another really good communicator, but Seriously, wasn't able to enact all the things they wanted to do and then wanted to have a cuppa or a break. And you know, the similarities are quite strong. And for me, um, a good communicator doesn't necessarily make a good leader. And I just hope that New Zealand can reflect on that a little bit. And you know, having some people that are more than career politicians that have got a bit of skin in the game. One of my Metaphors that I use have used quite frequently is that you shouldn't be in Parliament till you've had a bad lambing, and that's a metaphor that means you've been engaged in business Absolutely. and you've faced adversity and uh, and had to deal with that and and deal with people as well. Um, so you know, and I think we've got a lot of career politicians on the Treasury benches at the moment, and their ability to deliver to deliver just about anything has been shown to be. Uh, Pretty much wanting,
0: and that's a concern with this government. There's not a lot of people on the front line, as such, who have been business owners, like you say, have done the lambing, and um, that's a great way to phrase it, actually, because it makes people understand what's required. What is required, sorry, to run, to run a business.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that's true, but I mean, uh, it it isn't all loss. Uh, I mean, we have New Zealand because of Jacinda has now got um, an internationally known status. And, and for a country the size of New Zealand, see, I think there's about 198 countries in the world, and population-wise, I think we're 117. And one of the games you can play when you're with people overseas is try and name significant people in their country. And and most of the countries in the world now have heard of New Zealand because of Jacinda, and that's, that's gold when it comes to tourism and, and trade and various things. We, we won't talk about what a motivation might be to have done that, but that's something she has seriously done for New Zealand more than any other Prime Minister. And and we should be able to live off that for quite a while. So that's the good thing. Um, and I can understand the pressures of family. I, we've had one member of our family in the armed forces. And when kids are little, I'll accept, oh, Dad or Mum's helping little children do this or do that. But after they start going to school or school sports or ballet or something, why are other people's mummies and daddies think more of them than what my daddy does who doesn't think much of us and goes overseas. You know, those are hard things to explain rationally to small kids. So look, I can understand that argument.
0: Just finally Eric, um, what do you think's going to change in the reshuffle of policies that Chris Hopkins will announce in the next couple of days?
1: Oh, well, what do I think? Oh, but um, what will he do? Um, well, I think he's clearly got to Bring back three waters, and I'm not sure if there's enough in the regulations that have been in the bill passed that he can modify it, or it has to go back into the house to be amended. Uh, I think the, um, the the merger between Radio New Zealand and TV that's got to go. Uh, I think we need to have a debate as to what co-governance actually means, because I, if you ask 20 people, you get 20 different answers. And you only fear what you don't understand in this world. We need to have a clear um, determination about what that actually means and how it will work. So I think that's, that's actually got to happen. And then there's, there's a few um, ministers that haven't been performing. They need to be sidelined. And, and just as a finisher, I'd rate 50-50 that we'll have an early election. I think he'll if he wants to win, he has to do some dramatic stuff and say, this is my blueprint, and put it out to the
0: electorate. I agree with you on that. I'm willing to put 20 bucks on with somebody that says we're going to have an election before August (laughs) too, but that's just my 50 cents worth. Hey, Eric, appreciate your time when you've got a bit on. Thanks very much once again.
1: Good. Great talking. Thanks.
0: Eric Roy there. Interesting coming from Eric as well, saying he thinks there will be an election before October. Uh, I tend to agree with that as well. I just think um, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge yet. Up next, this man will have an opinion on that, no doubt. Ben Dooley, farming near Wyndham. Dooley's World, uh, YouTube farmer as well. Let's catch up.